Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. A body I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. Brendan. Yeah. No. (laughs) And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 1978 comedy Heaven Can Wait, starring Warren Beatty, Julie Christie, and James Mason, where a Los Angeles Rams quarterback, accidentally taken away from his body by an over-anxious angel before he was meant to, returns to life in the body of a recently murdered millionaire. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or check us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. So, we actually got a lovely listener review. Oh, yeah. And this is from a guy- I checking because they have- (laughs) There is a bit of a drought there. <laughs> uh, so uh, he sent us an email and uh, his name's Lee. And he says, folks, thanks for the very funny podcast. No idea this was such a big genre. <laughs> <laughs> but the recent Brother Bear podcast gave me flashbacks to another weird, weird movie. I used to babysit in college for a kid who loved this movie starring Scarlett Johansson Eva Mendes and Judge Reinhold about a little boy being turned into a pig, which is weird because that actually has some danger. (laughs) Having not watched this since the 2000s, I can't recommend it, but I know I found it weird, especially that a six-year-old enjoyed it. (laughs) Hope you can find it. So it's like Babe Pig in the City, but with like famous people. (laughs) (laughs) Lee, I have found this movie. (laughs) Um, it's currently in my hand right now. <laughs> Found it on eBay for my $4. My brother the pig. Oh, my God. Starring Scarlett Johansson, Eva Mendes, and Judge Reinhold. He was right. Um, what's with, and the, it looks- what's with the, uh, the rainbow? Like, is it a leprechaun's, like, story? Or is that where they swap? Or No, Maybe. I think it's magical rocks. Magical rocks, I'm pretty sure. Classic. Uh, <laughs> so um, You know how rocks be yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got Black Widow fever at the moment with Scarlett Johansson, so um, I think it's perfect timing, really, for us Not to me, go though. right to the back. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> right back to the beginning of her career. So I usually do this at the end of the episode, but um, thanks to Lee, I'll do it right now. Our next episode will be My Brother the Pig. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That'd be amazing. I'm sure that's why no one's ever heard of it and it yeah. doesn't really exist probably. <laughs> so, um, listeners, if you want us to watch your terrible recommendations, all you have to do is recommend them to us and we'll do it. So, <laughs> All right. So, on to Heaven Can Wait. This film is widely beloved. The almost 60 movies that we have covered for this podcast have collectively been nominated for a total of 11 Academy Awards. 
Heaven Can Wait on its own was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture. The reviews were rapturous, and it grossed $81 million worldwide, a sum that is very impressive for 1978. So does Heaven Can Wait live up to these accolades? Brendan. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Wait, no, did you this... say 11 Academy Award nominations? No, nine. no, no. This this got nine films, uh, nine nominations, sorry. So out of the films that we've done for the podcast, collectively, they've been nominated for 11 Academy Awards. And Can so you guys guess? all of this and then jo- being John Malkovich, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is not including this. The movies we've covered oh. before have had 11 Academy Award nominations. I feel like that's even more surprising. <laughs> <laughs> can you guess? Can you guess which movies were nominated? Well, uh, yeah, I know that John Malkovich has about four, I reckon, of the of the eleven. What Three. about the Three. um? What about um the one the old the old one? Whatever Lola wants, that one. Uh, Damn Yankees! Yes, that's been nominated. Wow. What about what All about right. what about your I need name? The list. Uh, yeah, I will. I will tell you the list. Oh, Selfless. I <laughs> pretty, cool. Was not. <laughs> pretty cool yes pretty cool best picture um yeah so chances are was nominated for best original song damn yankees for best music big for best actor and oh, best big, original best mm. actor best original screenplay soul for score best animated film and best sound being john malkovich for best supporting actress best director and best original screenplay and Brother Bear for Best Animated Film. And then this. And then this was nominated for, for Best Picture, Best Picture, Best Production Design, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Adapted si- Screenplay, and Best Cinematography, and Best Score. What else was going on in that year? I got to see. <laughs> yeah, okay. I need to, we need to, I need help. It, like, oh, what else was going on weird. in that year? <laughs> This this was nominated. This is nominated for nine. It only won uh, for best production design. I guessing overall, you guys didn't like the movie. Then no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, this is. I need to fully disclose. Mm-hmm. It, so we like kind of crammed this in. You know, mm-hmm. we we arranged recording pretty quickly, and so I I had to watch the movie last night. Yeah. After like a long day and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> so I don't know if it's that I was tired and like I'd had a long day and blah, blah, blah. Or it, yeah, I thought this, I hated this. I thought it was so <laughs> boring. I thought it was so boring. Your precious little time spent. I can't believe if they even have like the nerve to call it a comedy. Are you kidding? Did are any of you laugh once? <laughs> Oh, uh, there were some scenes I recall having yeah. a, a no. Yeah, I I have to say I'm more on Lucy's side. I wasn't crazy on this film. I don't think I hated it, but yeah, I didn't laugh, and I felt like it had the ingredients to be better, but it always cut itself short. And then I think what really swayed me on this film is the fact that previously we've reviewed Down to Earth on this yes. podcast, which was the remake of this film. And I feel like Down to Earth took all the problems with this film and actually fixed them yeah, completely, and made it a better film. So having that in my head kind of really colored this 
film for me. Yeah, because this this film, like, it's just about a guy who has everything going his way and then he gets inconvenienced by death and then continues to have everything his way. (laughs) And it's like, the end. The reason that this movie was successful, I'm sure, is because Hollywood was really thirsty for Warren Beatty, right? He's yeah. like huge star. Yeah. yeah. Is he this a is, real is, footballer? Is no. This, no. And but you like, can tell he doesn't he look like, like one. Like, look, he's a hottie <laughs> with the body. Like, but yeah. he doesn't. I'm like, him? He's the quarterback. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He, like, he does have that star, you know, that star power to him. And, like, he wrote, directed, and starred in this film. And it is a very much Yikes. a vanity project because, like, how many body swap films do we watch where we never actually get to see the body they swap into? Like, yeah, he how is weird is every that? single frame. And, like, obviously when they remade it with Chris Rock, they did a similar thing, but you at least got to see what the body was they like removed. that he was in. Any opportunity for gags with Yeah, that. the comedy element of that. Yeah. Exactly. Like when Chris Rock's an old man rapping, it's like, oh dear. Yeah, an old white yeah. guy <laughs> rapping. Yeah, like, yeah. This is not, <laughs> yeah. Because the whole film, I was like, are we, like, because the whole thing is that he, he turns into a millionaire and then wants to continue to be a football player, which he was before he died. But we don't know how ridiculous a concept that is because we don't know. If the we don't see his physique, oh, we don't really know how old yes. he is. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, like, is this a problem or not? Maybe he's like a super fit young millionaire and it's actually not that ridiculous that he's going to be the star quarterback for the Rams. And then we just also have to say, Paul needs to do the plot, but anyway, it's like in the end they're like, okay, you're getting put in this body and your memory's going to be erased. So basically – it's all pointless. What's the point? I would have been like, can I just go to heaven like, and keep my yeah. own memories? Like, That's terrible. That's a terrible deal. But, but Down to Earth did that as well, but they did a better job of yes, explaining it. Yes, they did. No, each one is just as terrifying as the next. It's like the end of <laughs> being John Malkovich. Anyway, like you're trapped in someone else's body and watching it from through their eyes. Like, ugh. Let's do the plot quickly. For our new listeners, this is uh, the segment where I try to sum up the plot in 30 seconds, but I haven't written this beforehand. This is totally ad-libbed. I haven't been able to achieve this once, so let's see if this will be the first. This movie was really boring and not much happened, so maybe you will be able to do it. Just get all yeah. your okay this one stories I, yeah, out This one is the most promising one, I think. Ready, set, Go. Warren Beatty is a footballer and he dies, but when he goes to heaven, he they realise that he wasn't supposed to die yet, so they put him in the body of a millionaire temporarily. Then he realises as a millionaire he can like fall in love with this girl and make the business a better thing, but also buy uh, the Rams football team and become their quarterback. And then he does that successfully, but then at the end he has to go into another body, so they put him in another body in the team, and then he wins the Super Bowl, and then he loses his memories, wow. and that's the end. Very good. That's pretty good. Yes, I did it. Did, but I just have to say, if you didn't know what this movie was about, you would listen to that to that and be like, "What?" <laughs> like you covered everything. But it was really like, and he fixes the business and he loses his memories. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that was funnier than the whole movie. 
yeah, it, it has all the exact same beats as Down to Earth, but everything seems half-baked. Like, I mean, a big part of this, when he, uh, so he um, dies, then he goes into the body of the millionaire purely because he wants to, I guess, be around this woman that's trying to sue the millionaire's company. And that whole romance subplot just feels so underbaked. Like, did you guys believe that at all? I wrote, I wrote in my notebook, he proposes after, what, two weeks? <laughs> I just wrote, marriage? They propose before a kiss. Yeah. He proposes <laughs> and then they have a first kiss. And we're like, are we supposed to give a flying fuck about this? Like, you have spent no time watering the garden of this relationship. (laughs) But, guys, did you see how long they montaged around the garden talking? Like, that was a a long conversation. Mm. I think they knew each other deeply after that. That, I was (laughs) shocked. Like, usually a romantic, like, montage or whatever, they'll actually let you hear the conversation between the two people to kind of get to know the characters, get to know their romance. Not this time. But this is... Not this time. It was just like long shots, seeing them walk around, and then by the end, they're in love. And also, <laughs> the, yeah, the montage, that other montage, hilarious. That was the funniest bit, but it wasn't supposed to be funny. When he was learning to play football, it was had a really uh, silly song set. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, the film starts with a montage of him doing his, like, training to be a football player, and it is so fucking boring. And how... <laughs> Old? Do you think Warren Beatty was at this time? Ooh, I don't know. Like he, they acknowledge, five. they acknowledge in the film that he's like on the cusp of being too old to be a football yeah, player. It's anymore. like Tom Brady, you're not. Like, look, I know I'm going to ruin hot or not, but like he was in fine form. But I'm like, I didn't buy it. He he didn't look like big or he, he, like you said, mm. it was vanity, a vanity project. He's like, I like this idea. I'm going to make myself the star quarterback. It's like, mm, come on. Mm. Well, yeah, like that whole opening montage where we're just seeing him like take a protein shake, go for a run, Mm. go for another run, go for a bike ride, and then I'm going to go for another run. I'm like, why are we watching this? Because you told us to. (laughs) Do you know what's really funny? Adrian watched maybe the first 25 minutes of the movie with me. And he's like, so what's this about? And I'm like, oh, look, it's, you know, a remake of this. So I know it's about X, Y, Z. And Adrian kept laughing at everything I said, and I was kind of like predicting things that were happening. He was laughing. He was like, that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm so desensitized to these movies (laughs) that I was like, and Adrian was like, ha, 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 what a funny premise. I'm like, no. (laughs) I think that's what made this one worse. Dead inside. Is that we've seen these sorts of movies so many times, but we've also seen the remake of this film, so we've seen (laughs) like a better version of it, and so we're just coming in going, "Oh yeah, I see why they did it that way in the new one." Like, yes, yeah. Is there another one? Were we talking about this last time? Uh, Yeah. So Ice Angel, aka on Thin Ice Hmm. Skating for the Gold, was a ripoff of this. So did we like that more than this? There was like another original, or am I wrong? Okay. Um, yeah. Chances I mean, are? No. 
We've watched a lot of films about this where someone's died before their time and then gone to the afterlife and then put into another body. I mean, Switch was like that. Yes. Soul was like that. Like this idea of like the bureaucracy of the afterlife. And of heaven, yeah. Why, why mm. is this such a fantasy that people have is that we've taken this like, you know, cog in the wheel sort of reality and we've brought it into our like, you know, place of like utopian like you know resting i i just find it really strange that this is constantly even in death there's like office bullshit to deal with like filing mistakes and like come on even so so had it yeah Yeah, completely and and down to earth uh afterlife was um depicted as a nightclub and like getting into the nightclub whereas this time it was lining up at an airport which is that is hell that's hell yeah Yeah, do you think he was going to hell (laughs) imagine after all this (laughs) well what did we think of him as a character like because i didn't i didn't really know what to think of him like before the swap you don't really get to know him and then i even by the end of the film, like, I guess he's kind of dumb. He really wants to play f- football. But for a film that, like, he's pretty much in every scene, like, I don't think I got to know that character. Well, yeah. I feel like it's the same. Like, this is the same character as the guy in Soul. It's it, the, what, what's missing from this film is this guy was, like, obsessed with going to the Super Bowl. And that was what his whole life was about. This movie if it was done more con- like today by like conventional writings, st- like you would have him learn that, Oh, actually life's about more than just football. And like, you know, he would have had to make the decision whether to like save the girl he loves from going to jail for his like, you know, arrest, I'm sorry for his death or go and play the Super Bowl. Like, I feel like that was the tension it was going to lead to, but then it's not even that. It's just like, She'll be fine. Yeah, he's Go like, ahead. I just want to get everything I want. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. There's so many stakes that just weren't explored in any way. In in Down to Earth, the millionaire's wife and the millionaire's accountant were played by um, Jennifer Coolidge and um, <laughs> that guy from Ally McBeal, who I can't remember his name. And in this one, it was Charles Grodin and uh, the wife was played by... Exactly. <laughs> well, the wife was played by Deanne Cannon. <laughs> she played by Deanne Cannon, who was nominated for Best Actress um, for her performance here. In this? Yes. Oh. Best Actress. Best Actress. Best Actress. <laughs> I like the fact that the Academy used to recognize comedy. <laughs> Like, isn't it sort of sad that everything has to be like a sad downer in order to be like, you know, held up by the awards? Yeah, completely, but, completely. But you know, I feel I like if you look at all the other nominees that year, this is the one comedy. It's like, yeah, but you know, yeah. like Pulp Fiction and um, you know, Big. like Annie Hall, yeah, all that sort of stuff used to win. Pulp Fiction's not a comedy, I guess, but um, uh, yeah. it is kind of. That's funny. Um, I know what you it's mean. Like everything yeah. now is like, you know, they talk about Oscar bait. It, it, that's a real thing. It's like it, it has to have weight and it has to be important. Miserable. It can't be yeah. small. It can't be like. But also, I am sorry. This movie was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a comedy. 
yeah, I, I to- I'm I, totally in agreement there. Thank you. Thank the but, Lord. It wasn't um, just I, me being tired and crabby. <laughs> but I have to say Charles Grodin did do a good job. Yeah, I he think was trying he was, his best. But... He was the standout in this film. Mm. Um, and I think he's the person that was performing to the genre that we think this film should have been, whereas everyone else just kind of felt like they're in a different movie. Mm. Completely. What do you think of the, the line that, the, so, I guess it's management heaven, heaven's management guy, Jordan, or whatever his name was. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Jordan, yeah. Yes, when he said, because basically he's like going, no, 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 this must be a mistake. It must be a mistake. I shouldn't have died. And they're like, no, of course, we don't make mistakes. And then Mr. Jordan's like, ah, oh, but the likelihood of one individual being right increases in the direct proportion of the intensity in which others are trying to prove him wrong. That what sounds like some, that? <laughs> that sounds like some QAnon bullshit. Some anti-vax right bullshit for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I just yeah. had a, like a very interesting uh, argument. It's like the more try people are trying to prove you wrong, the more you're probably right. Is like, as a very toxic and dangerous mindset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the morals of this film are all over the place. Like, you know, he he achieves his dreams by buying the Rams football team for four times its value at $67 million. He, he like, cripples, a, like, a, a multinational conglomerate, <laughs> like, brings yeah. it to its Why? knees. Why? <laughs> Because he's, he's a footballer. He doesn't know anything about running a company. He doesn't know you have to. Yeah, but you know, that's like make... going to an auction and being like the bid being $1 and you paying like, I don't know, what, 1000 <laughs> It's like, why? <laughs> why would you bother? Like, you can still get it for cheaper. What is it? I mean, yeah. He was very, very pretty, but maybe a bit, bit daft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his solutions for like all the. Um, like crimes against humanity that the company was doing were like pretty shit. Yeah, and I love like, the, I love the character, the female character. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna sell all my beliefs like for a hot piece of ass. Like, like <laughs> well, that, and that's the other thing. Is like, like how far fetched is it that she's falling in love with this guy because we don't actually ever see what, what she's looking like? at Completely. through the whole film. So like, I'm Sounds imagining like you guys like, are just about looks. Yes. Remember Paul? Vanity Rocks. Yeah, Vanity Rocks. Sorry, what's that next segment we do after this? (laughs) Um, I I hate talking about this film. So um, this this um, this uh, was is the tenth highest grossing film that we've covered on the podcast. That is disgusting. Can you guys guess the top nine? Highest grossing. Hey, I'm. I'm more. I want to come back to that because this movie takes place on one set location. Like, yeah. Like, the, there's obviously the scene at the Super Bowl, which probably is like the most costly, but mm. the rest of it's just in a in a you know cool old mansion. <laughs> yeah. Well, a cool old mansion that got them a best production design Oscar. So also with this list, is it like scaled for? Time period? No. Yeah, have so you included is, inflation, Paul? This doesn't include inflation <laughs> and um, this is worldwide gross. Wait, so even even without inflation, this still is like, wow, mm-hmm. that's a lot of yes. money. Okay, yes. Okay, so what is, what is 
number one big? No. No, no, no. It's got to be Seoul. No. Because remember, Seoul came out during the pandemic, so it's actually not that high. But it is in there. But Paul, I, I, I reckon I've got the top gross. Okay, yeah. I think, like, it, I thought it was going to be Shazam, but just the stars involved alone, I reckon it's Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle 2. I reckon they would have paid more to have him in the second film. Okay, you're wrong. Oh. Uh, Lucy? <laughs> that what? was a good guess. <laughs> and so it's not big. 13 going on 30? I don't know. What is it? Uh, okay. So number one is Jumanji number one. Oh, I was at, so close. Uh-huh. Uh, which made $962 million. Jumanji 2 made $800 million. Shazam at three made six hundred and sorry three hundred and sixty five. So it was a huge drop from two to three, from eight hundred million to three hundred and sixty five million. Number four is Your Name at three hundred and fifty eight million. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Five Mm. is the Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday at one (laughs) sixty. Then we have Big at one fifty one. Seventeen again at one hundred and thirty six million. Soul at 119 million, 13 going on 30 at 96 million, and Heaven Can Wait at 81 million. That, it does not deserve to be on that list. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it just knocked off the change up of the top 10. <laughs> seven oh my God. Wait, that made that almost late. That's yeah. number six. Yeah, that's, uh, that's number 11. 11 is, is a wow. change up. Followed by Down to Earth, Little Hot Chick, Nine Lives, Child's Play, All of Me, and Like Father, Like Son. Um, and the lowest grossing film I could find on that box office mojo actually uh, uh, reported on was uh, the sex trip. Yeah, was the sex trip at $14,000. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, let's go to our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Brendan. Are they hot or are they not? Are they sexy or... Co- oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not the lyrics. <laughs> are they sexy or what we can arrive at with? <laughs> I, I thought I was going to fit in cock there, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Are they uh, sexy one, or two, cock? <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. 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 Everyone is beautiful in their own way. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it disgusts me. Uh, <laughs> So, Warren Beatty as Joe Pendleton, hot or not? Go. I am going to give him a hot. He is very handsome. Seems a little dumb. I hated, seems a little dumb, um, which is good. Uh, I hated his tracksuit that he wore. I thought it was very unflattering. And, like, 
What did Most of what he wore. His safari outfit. Admiral outfit? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, there was certain pieces of clothing that he wore that were okay, but his total outfits were usually disgusting. And it is a crime that this film is about an athletic quarterback and it has several scenes set in a locker room. And everyone we don't was fully see dressed. <laughs> no, not one shirtless person <laughs> in this entire film. And Warren Beatty does not get his clothes off once, which is a travesty. Yeah, so. like even when he's fully working out, he wears as much clothes as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like trying to sweat it out or whatever. <laughs> yes. Obviously not made with the female gaze, this film. So, no. um Or the gay gaze. The gays. Uh, <laughs> the gays. Ah, um, uh, yeah. He, same here. Hot, very silly. Very, yeah. But um, I didn't buy that he was the quarterback and, yeah. They they didn't milk it, Brendan. Um, yeah, like he 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 seems like a guy you could have a beer with that would pat you on the back. Or would you suck me. his dick? <laughs> <laughs> is the question? Is the assignment? Oh, yeah, I'll give him a hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what this is about. <laughs> um, we should have uh, renamed this segment a long time ago. <laughs> Would you suck his dick? That's why we you put it cock in the theme song when you were trying to sing it. I was thinking about Warren. Yeah. All right. So Julie Christie as Betty Logan, the love interest. Did you find that the like when you met her? Compared to when they fell in love, they fully softened her. Like they made her hair yeah. not as a, much of a triangle angle thing. And like, her hair was hideous yeah. in the first scene. Yes, it actually, she it looked was. like an old lady. Yeah, completely. I'm like, she can't be the love interest. But then it was like, <laughs> oh, it's like she took her glasses off or something. I was like, oh, she was there all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Julie Christie. Yeah. Is yeah, beautiful. Exactly. Is a beautiful actress, and she's aged very well over the years. Um, but that hair has not did not do her. It was any a favors. triangle. It, she looked like one of the Simpson sisters. <laughs> yeah, um, or the mum, the mum from the mum from Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brendan, hot or not? Um, yeah, I, I give it hot. Like I, I see what you're saying at the start, but still, like that's a that's a look as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're into triangles. <laughs> that's like she'll dominate me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Deanne Cannon as the millionaire's wife that's trying to kill him. Um, so she was hot. And yeah. she she had maybe one of the only comedic beats that I even like slightly like turned the corners of my mouth up into a smile yeah. at was when they were killing the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just there brushing her hair, like she doesn't even flinch <laughs> yeah. and they shoot yeah. the shot. Yeah. That was pretty camp and funny. Yeah, I she I love the fact like they have dinner at home every night, and she comes to the dinner table in like a, a fabulous like she looks like she's on an Oscar red carpet just yes. to go to dinner <laughs> with like diamonds and her oh, hair so done cute. up. Yeah, and also um, with her lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I appreciated that. So I'm going to give her a hot. Mm. I'm going to have to say no, purely based on her her like interior of her bedroom. Uh, hideous bedroom hideous bedroom like Um, every like the 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 carpet the the wallpaper the curtains the 
bed runner. Every single thing is Since the same material. when do material. we judge people's hotness <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like that needed to be brought up. Yeah. No, uh, fair. It's fair. I mean, just ask Paul. I'm sure he's gone home with a lot of dudes who live in real shitholes. <laughs> 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 still hot. Shots fired. <laughs> no, don't worry, Paul, that I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Adrian is the only guy I've dated who has any taste and like a bed frame. <laughs> so every guy before had a mattress just on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One guy has like a bunch of pallet boxes just like (laughs) assembled underneath. Some syringes on the floor. Mm, Completely. (laughs) One guy had Uh, a beehive. One guy had a beehive in his chimney. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that got exterminated and then there was all dead bees everywhere for months he didn't clean them up that's oh amazing. my god we have to edit this all out <laughs> <laughs> no that's staying in baby um <laughs> so jack warden as max corkle the um the coach that he like gets to help him become a quarterback again. No, he looked like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> grandpa. You didn't like the bald with a mullet at the back look. No. Hey, hey, I, I know I'm the straight guy, and also that I'll be alone in this. But when he is actually like in his his like coach outfit. I was like, oh, that dude's actually, like, in shape underneath all that, like, plaid <laughs> jackets and shit. Why did you clock that and I didn't? <laughs> it was, like, 80. I know, but I was like, yeah, respect, he mate. Charlie's like, he still has, like, a chest. from and- Charlie and the Chocolate <laughs> 3. <laughs> all right, so this, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, we actually have an opportunity, possibly, for a... Double hot? Have did we well, give him a hot in Heart he and it. Souls? Charles Grodin. No, I think he, I think I think he, he might have got a knot. So l- this might be his redemption. Charles Grodin as Tony Abbott. <laughs> he still doesn't do it for me. What was his name? Tony Abbott. Whoa, there you <laughs> the go. Former yeah, Prime Minister nah. of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> nah, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna give him a hot. Like, in t- like his personality was obviously garbage, but like if you just ignored <laughs> that, he was okay. He was cute. I feel like it's the it's the character that he plays, but also that haircut. Like, yeah. I feel like if you gave him a fresh do, there's a hot guy in there for sure. But yeah, it, this yeah. wasn't the vehicle for that. Let's get to opinion swap, where we find some interesting reviews of Heaven Can Wait from across the interwebs. So this one's from Anna, who gives it two and a half stars, and she says. I genuinely cannot believe this movie scored nine Academy Award nominations. If this was not proof that the majority of Hollywood was on cocaine in the 70s, I don't know what is. Yep. Thank you. Um, But you'd think if everyone was on cocaine, they would have made a film that... With a faster pace. (laughs) Yeah, with a faster pace than this. This is very leisurely paced. Like This is one of those films where I had to pause it at a point and it was like, there's 50 minutes left. Like, <laughs> dude, I was so tired and just so bored. I really had to be like, keep watching. You can't stop it. Like, you need to go to bed after this and, like, potentially get up to your child in the night and then go to work the next day and then record the podcast. Like, stay awake. Watch this movie. It was terrible. Much respect. Much respect. 
I oh, did have you, like a little tiny nap. And then <laughs> Katrina filled me in. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even go back. You didn't even go back. Why would I go back? I mean, was, that's Brendan that like Remember when Brendan fell asleep in the cobbler? Uh, yeah. So did did Katrina watch this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what was her thoughts? <laughs> Same as ours. <laughs> um, She's and, a lovely person. Yes. And... Um, did have we talked about anything in this episode that you're like, oh, that must have been when I was asleep? No, no, <laughs> I, I, I haven't lost. <laughs> Nothing the beat, happened in this <laughs> movie. All right, uh, so this one's this one's a journey. This one's from Lucia on Letterbox. She doesn't give it a star rating, but she says, "This is the first film I remember actively hating. <laughs> I watched it at a sleepover in fifth grade." This friendship group was really weird. Not sure how they decided on this over like the Lego movie or something. And I remember wanting to go. She wasn't even that in that time period. Yeah. Um, And I remember wanting to go home because this movie was so terrible. And one girl fell asleep. And then everyone thought it would be fun to put shaving cream on her while she was sleeping. It was. It was just on my mind today. I didn't watch it again, but if I did, I'd probably still hate it. Oh, my God. How old are you in year five? Like, ten? Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I love that. That was more entertaining than the film. Yes. Great. (laughs) So funny. Uh, This one's from Joey Shapiro, and he gives it four and a half stars. And he says, the way you know Julie Christie and Warren Beatty are perfectly matched is that both of their hairstyles can be described as (laughs) (laughs) helmet-like. No, Julie Christie's hair wasn't like a helmet. You couldn't get a helmet on top of that triangle. Um, And lastly, we have uh, one that he's given it three and a half stars, and it's from Charles Grodin. (laughs) And he says, I am in this and I do a great job. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, some, I 100%. think so, somebody's created a Charles Graydon letterbox account. All oh, right. Where they review films as Charles Graydon. So. <laughs> I am in this and I'm great. That's great. He was the best thing about it. So that's fair. All right. Now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So I'll start. Um, So as we've discussed, this film won the Oscar for Best Art Direction in the 1979 Oscars. So... I am going to recommend another winner of the Art Direction Oscar, one from the 1948 ceremony, a movie called The Red Shoes. Has either of you seen this? Yeah, I have. Nope. It's beautiful. Yeah. So this is a film um, from like the powerhouse directing duo Powell and Pressburger. They also did the film Black Narcissus. I don't know if either of you guys have watched it, which is a masterpiece, which has also recently been remade into a TV series this year um, about nuns going crazy in India. And uh, this film is about a ballet dancer and she's torn between her career and her love uh, for this um, music conductor. 
And uh, as dry as that sounds, it isn't at all. It is like such a vibrant movie. The cinematography is amazing. It looks beautiful. And like there's so many like camera tricks and edits and stuff that like came from this movie. So if you're into like film history and um, like into your cinematography and also like the movie itself, like the plot, is actually really good and it feels fresh even today. So um, I would really recommend The Red Shoes. I have to tell this stupid story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so remember back in the days of MySpace and mm-hmm. you could kind of have your bio there and then mm-hmm. it, like time went on and you could put in some pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my I thought my MySpace page was a work of art. I spent like <laughs> my little artily worded bio where I like had all these kind of in jokes and like look how much pop culture I understand. And then you know it had this thing of like you could list movies, books, blah blah blah. And the last thing was heroes, and I didn't fill out anything except for heroes, and I put it all like the movies and the books I love in that with all pictures. Mm. I taught myself that fucking HTML, whatever, (laughs) to to put the pictures in. Um, And I, yeah, one of them was a picture, a close-up of the red shoes. Yeah, I was like, I'm fucking cool. I know references. Nobody's as smart as me. And I had that on there, so love it. I can't find your MySpace. uh, What what, what was your name on MySpace? (laughs) Fuckoff.com. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) all right lucy what's your recommendation (laughs) okay so sorry guys i've been so time poor i was scrambling i was putting my kid down to sleep uh, uh, before this i'm like scrambling on my phone being like what can i do i'm like looking and searching and i'm like what do i know what do i know about this field without having to like delve into everyone's things and read it on my like poorly lit iphone in the dark yeah. Um, I was like, I know that Warren Beatty has had an illustrious love life. So yeah. before he married the um, delightful Annette Benning, You know, I didn't know who this guy was until you guys brought him up. I was like, oh, he must be a big deal. Yeah, the many <laughs> loves of Warren Beatty. So I've written them down. This isn't my recommendation, but it leads to it. So that we should t- date these we're people. We're talking. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. Jane Fonda, Cher, Natalie Wood, Vivian Lee, Julie Christie. So from this movie, before, <laughs> after, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> Faye Dunaway, Bridget Bardot, Joni Mitchell, Goldie Hawn, Michelle Phillips, Raquel Welsh, Iman, Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> Diane Keaton, Diana Ross, Elle McPherson, Barbara Streisand. Like, is he a time traveler? How do you date <laughs> Vivian Lee and Madonna? Like, how is that the same person? Okay, and so it's rumoured that he slept with, he had an affair with Jackie Kennedy, which she did to get back at JFK for cheating on her. Wow. And also that he slept with Princess Margaret, like the Queen's sister. (laughs) So I'm recommending. Hung like a horse. Yeah, for sure. And you can tell. (laughs) You can tell. Yeah. Um, Definitely BDE. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like the audacity to be like, I'm making this movie, I'm going to sell it as a comedy and I'm making myself the main character and I don't have a footballer's physique. It's there. Big dick energy all the way. Anyway, I'm doing the crown. I'm doing the crown, baby. <laughs> the crown. <laughs> Just because he's fucked half the characters. Exactly. <laughs> have either we 
maybe slept with Princess Margaret. Like, that's yeah. insane. Oh, shit. I also had this joke I was going to do where I was going to say, I'm doing La La Land, no moonlight. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> um, that was him, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, have either of you watched The Crown? I do watch The Crown, but I watch oh. it with my parents, so I'm a season behind. Okay. I actually watched an episode with them today, so Cute. I watched the season three finale I swear, today. the last time I spoke to you about this, you had never watched it, Paul? No, I started watching it at the beginning. Oh, okay, right. Well, yeah. what about you, Brendan? Never. I'm a deaf. Make you watch it for a tenuous. <laughs> I'm here for it. I was like, I can't wait to do this to someone. It's so good. I especially love season four. someone else no. has recommended it, because I have a friend who- loves the monarchy. <laughs> well, I don't love the monarchy, but I love the crown. And I especially loved um, season four. I thought Emma Corrin as uh, Princess Diana, I won't do any spoilers for Paul, but like mm-hmm. she was, yeah, she amazing. And I just think this crazy like attention to detail and all this stuff. And yeah, I think it's really well done. I love the crown. Yeah, I, I would back that up like you don't have to love the monarchy to love the crown no it's so good it makes you care about these people you don't think you would ever care about yeah and i really can't wait to make brendan watch it like get this tenuous episode (laughs) happening now yeah all right brendan what's your recommendation a life less ordinary has anyone ever seen this movie i can't remember if it's good or not (laughs) do you remember a life less ordinary the Cameron Diaz one, right? Yeah, Cameron Diaz, Holly Hunter, uh, Ewan McGregor, Stanley Tucci. Ooh, I'm in it. <laughs> Tucci gang. <laughs> Have you seen it, Lucy? No. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I can't, like I remember really liking it, but like just that idea of like the bureaucracy of heaven and stuff <laughs> just really brought it back, and I was like, oh yeah, why not? So I'm recommending. Because yeah, so it's a story about this guy who kidnaps a rich uh, a rich man's daughter um, for ransom, and heaven for some reason thinks that if these two people can come together, that humanity's worth saving or something like that. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, highly recommended. Cool. <laughs> so fucking dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where are we placing Heaven Can Wait on the list of films that we've done for the show? I'm putting it in between Pretty Cool and Switched. It's way down there for me. I really. Wow. Yeah. That's low. This has, having a baby has just narrowed my focus. I'm just like, I have no time for, like, triflers need not apply. That's, I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm going to put it higher than you. I'm putting it in between. I, I'm going to put it in between Ice Angel and Switch. So I'm officially <laughs> saying that Ice Angel was better. better. Completely. I'll stand by you. Academy Award nominated. I laughed more in uh, Ice Angel. Yeah, for sure. That's still pretty low, low though. It's like bottom third, right? And I'm going to put it between, uh, ooh, oh, oh, so many bad films. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put it between uh, the Shaggy Dog and the Shaggy DA. Right, you put them oh. together like a little trilogy. Yeah. A little, yeah. A little sandwich. <laughs> I, I'm i still shocked you put Shaggy DA below Shaggy Dog. Like, what the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> so uh, we already know 
what we're doing next week, which is my brother, the pig. So, um, <laughs> brilliant. I, I love that name, my brother, the pig. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, look forward to that one. Until next time, you are an actual piece of shit on the ground if you do not review us on iTunes. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas, and I apologize for my friend. And I'm Brandon Levi. And uh, <laughs> I feel like you're really forcing me to say something, but I have nothing to say. Tell them they're all shit. Tell them they're pieces of shit. Um, uh, uh, bye. <laughs> Alright, see you, bye. See ya, bye. The Swapcast Podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.